Hi everyone and welcome to Starting Up, where we discuss Zimbabwe's entrepreneurial ecosystem, as well as universal components that we believe are very essential for any founder to know, understand, and sometimes intimate. So today we're talking pivots. Hi Costa. Hi just how are you doing? Good, good. So essentially a pivot is a shift in business strategy. And when you do this, you're testing a new approach regarding your business model or a product after you've received some feedback, right? What, in your view, are the important components of a pivot? I think, first and foremost, uh, a pivot is a buzzword, right? Which usually refers to a significant business change, which range from mild to very dramatic, right? I'm curious to know which type of Zimbabwean companies have gone through uh, a strategy like this. Okay, so maybe before we get to the Zim companies, we might as well give people a bit of examples that are popular, the, the, the startups that we know, the companies we know that have pivoted. So I did a bit of research and some of the examples that I found, quite interesting. YouTube, initially it was meant to be a kind of video-based dating service. Mm-hmm. And users were supposed to upload short videos describing their ideal partner and browse for potential matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ended up pivoting to what they're doing now. And they eventually sold to Google for $6.5 billion, which is a good deal. They did well by pivoting. And then Netflix, obviously, I think Netflix, Netflix is a very popular example for this because they started out as a mail-order DVD service. And they pivoted to streaming because they noticed that uh, things are changing, times are changing, and tech is just taking over. And now they're streaming service that's worth $70 billion. And Western Union. Western Union was uh, initially a telegram service. But now they do remittances and it's worth $8.9 billion. I mean, we have a lot um, globally. But, you know, our, mm-hmm. our, our, our perennial argument, which is we need to start localizing the context. We can talk about our Twitter started as audio, which was there to share. Um, the, the original tweet was to meant to share a podcast. We're like, oh, that's yeah, what it was under podcast, right? This is a podcast. And then when Apple came in with the podcast, um, they knew they couldn't compete and they had to pivot, right? And to do something mm. else. Um, but essentially what I'm always asking myself is which Zimbabwean companies, because at the end of the day, we want to be able to be relevant to um, mm. the Zimbabwean entrepreneur. Uh, and I'm still cracking my mm. head. Yeah, right. because what I've noticed with the Zimbabwean context is it's never an outright dramatic pivot, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always diversification mm-hmm. where, you know, with Econet, their USP was voice-related stuff. And then now their biggest earner is EcoCash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it's a diversification of services. InSchool started out with just the takeaway industry. Now they have entities like Kokum and NatFood. So there's a lesson there for the Zimbabwean context. Because when you pivot, a lot of the situations is that you pivot because your company is always playing catch up or there's too much competition. So their model of then changing these companies that we that we mentioned the Zimbabwe companies we mentioned Mm -hmm. their model then maintains the existing structures they have the existing operations but then they just have add-ons that take precedent which is also a good model because I think that um, 
one of the things that differs between Zimbabwe and other contexts or Silicon Valley is that we don't have that capacity to then close shop and pivot. So, okay, so for me, right, I'm able that you've talked about diversification, right? Because I've seen companies in Zimbabwe diversify. Two companies that are top of mind right now is, you spoke about INSCO, right? And there's RRTG, which is Rainbow Terrorism Group. Rainbow Terrorism Group diversified with their Gateway Stream app. Gateway Stream started initially as an app that allowed people to book um, accommodation in and out of, out of Zimbabwe through the leveraging their partnerships that they had as, as a hotel brand. But then they've, they've gone into grocery uh, shopping as well. They've wow, gone, what a transition. Yeah, so they've also gone into gas. They've gone into a lot of things, right? And another company which has done the same is Windy. So Windy relaunched about a, a month back. And Windy is now offering you a mechanic at a call, plumber, ETC. They're now doing tr- grocery shoppings as well. So it's, it's a bit of diversification. RTG is a big company which behaves like a startup especially for their gateway stream. And I've picked up five or six things that I've seen uh, that these companies have done, especially in COVID. And number one, instead of falling back, like what most companies in the hospitality industry, they've adopted a growth mindset, right? They've realized that this is a time to create strong connections with their customers and find opportunities to grow. So if their customers are not going to come to hotels, we're going to come to you by delivering groceries, right? They've showed up. The only time that I had a connection with ITG was probably when I went to their hotel at uh, HICC. But now when I have the app on my phone and people are coming to deliver. Yeah, they'll they'll stay on on the top of your mind, which is very good. And they're basically saying to to other companies in the same industry, it's okay to sell right now. Companies still have problems that need your solutions. Number two is they've shown up. And now Mm. is the time really. But then for me, Costa, Mm -hmm. I think also then that's, brings in the question, where do you draw the line? They've been in the hospitality sector. Now they're moving into groceries because digital fire. That is going to keep their business running. Isn't that grasping at straws? Not necessarily. So most companies who have specialized in from an industry perspective, which is, so for these guys, it's hospitality. They're into a lot of food. Mm. Um, So they've specialized in logistics. Right, they specialize in procurement where they know where they can buy cheap things or affordable things that allow them to still make a profit on what they sell. Right, so yeah, they've been buying food, they've been buying everything that they're now delivering to your house, but they've been making it for you. So they already have the pipeline that can do that. So they've refocused. Okay. That's a pivot. So makes the, sense. That's a pivot. Yeah. So oh, that's that's, that's a, pivot. a pivot. We were saying we don't have Zimbabwe examples, but that's but a pivot right there. I, I know, but it's it's part of their service offering which they have pivoted. They haven't pivoted the entire yeah. business model. But the I'll entire take business model. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a pivot. Mm, me too. So the second thing is showing up, right? Now is not the time to hide away until all this blows over, right? The brands that are showing up right now are the ones which are winning and will come out on the other side stronger than ever, right? Because mm. now, if I start using Gateway Stream now, um, I'm going to keep on using it, post this. Because there are so many yeah. things that we've done that we're now reevaluating. that, did I really have to go there? Or did I really have to actually stand in a line ETC, right? And yeah. uh, number three, and this is the most important thing for me, I think, and this is what, what design thinking centers on. Meeting your customers. Where they are. Yeah. And fact, I think that example is there for Windy too, because mm-hmm. when you mentioned, I didn't know before this conversation that they mm-hmm. have moved 
into that service for plumbing, mm-hmm. mechanics. They're mm-hmm. already then focusing on, diff- on a different set of customers, you know, yeah. Yeah. which is a pivot in itself because some mm-hmm. pivots just focus on a different set of customers. You still have other entities that focus mm-hmm. on whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wendy was now, it wasn't on top of his game compared mm-hmm. to Via. So now they're taking control. They're taking charge. And it's a business model shift. So that's another pivot. Okay, I'll take it as well. I mean, <laughs> for me, for me, I think the empath is such a powerful competitive advantage, right? Especially in terms yeah, of... Yeah, it is. So for the people that were using Windy to actually go to work, who can't go to work, who are working from home, right? If Windy can still bring them groceries mm. at home, can bring them a plumber, a plumber who can't uh, get from Shutungwiza to Borodeo or to the other part of town because they have to... An electrician. An electrician, yeah, yeah. right? It, so... This is the period where I think companies should be strengthening their empathy muscles, right? And really adopting mm-hmm. an, an empathetic uh, mindset um, so that you can look at your customers in a different light. So if my customer yeah. was a ride-hailing customer, but they needed to be in my ride to actually come, now I'm getting a plumber to actually come to my house and to do a certain things. I've, I've, I've broadened the number of products that I'm buying from Windy. I'm no longer just uh, uh, a passenger. I'm also a client in, mm. in another facing. And as, as, as trust grows, right, you get start to become involved more and more. So the biggest question that customers, that companies should be asking right now in terms of a, of a pivot uh, is what is going on for my customers? How are they feeling? What could they yeah. use? Yeah, what, what is the experience? Yeah. And how can get you into the issues. Yeah, how can you mm-hmm. offer skills and talents meet their needs, right? So yeah. that's the third thing. I think also that mention of the growth mindset, because mm-hmm. I think it's really important for companies, whoever's listening, if you're working for a corporate that has a fixed mindset and just focuses on doing things a certain way, it's time to evolve because COVID-19 has shown us that anything can happen. So with a fixed mindset, you just stay thinking, okay, I'll wait this out, I'll wait this out, while someone else is taking over. Mm -hmm. So the growth mindset is super, super important. I think uh, this would have been a good lesson for the clinical, you know, because no one is going to the movies. Mm -hmm. They could have started doing something different Mm -hmm. because now it's just movies are closed and there's nothing. There's so many businesses that I can think of. Yeah. I I think, I think you're very right. But I think also we we need to sort of like get in their shoes and think about what they are thinking, right? Um, we thought 21 days COVID would be gone and then we'll be back to, to normal. So some of these companies have brands to protect that have been there for long. So one of the things that, that I've seen, uh, which companies have tried to do is some have succeeded, some have failed during this period, right? And it speaks to the pivot, which is mm-hmm. helping your brand, your brand adapt, but not entirely change. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So so Windy important did did a rebirth, right? Um their their app was down, they said we're coming back, ETC. The app really, really looks nice, by the way, right? The new app. And they didn't pay me to okay. do it, it. It looks really nice, right? I'll um, take a look at it because I have my own reserved view of Windy. And when it comes to being a passenger, maybe I'll hire the the electrician <laughs> and the mechanic, but on the passenger side, I'm sorry. I don't want to lie. Well, I, I, I think in a, in a, especially in the ride hailing business, right? It's a bit difficult mm. to standardize um, service, especially at this early age. 
So no excuses for them. Let's continue on this pivot. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So, so, yeah. Essentially, it's like you want a job as windy now. Uh, Maybe okay. someone is listening. What you're actually talking about is 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 what I'm thinking now about, which is branding, helping my brand mm-hmm. adapt but not changing. Because your brand is your essence, right? It's who you are, who you say, yeah. what do you go for, right? It's your voice, right? Um, but sometimes you need to change your brand because it's not working. It's two ways, Kasper. Sometimes mm-hmm. a pivot is necessary because you're losing momentum. And when you give the windy example, for me, I feel like they were losing momentum to Vaya. So mm-hmm. this was a long time coming, mm-hmm. which is very important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also when you spoke about the corporates, I love uh, how strategizer, I, I'm a big strategizer fan. We know that. Um, I, I spoke to someone at strategizer and they were telling me about how they get into companies and they say, okay, no, you are too big for you to then just make a dramatic pivot. Mm-hmm. Build an innovation team. Mm-hmm. That then develops products, iterates, tests them, that whole lean startup methodology. Mm-hmm. It works well if you really mm-hmm. want to pivot. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. more you see that this is successful, mm-hmm. then you move on and then you grow your business and mm-hmm. change that product and make it a top earning product or whatever. But it's, grad- it's a gradual process. And I think a lot of companies don't um, comprehend this concept of then starting lean build an innovation team that you give a bit of leeway Mm -hmm. to say okay do your thing fail fast and keep going Mm -hmm. because failure is a lesson in itself well well for me listen um i work in in an innovative environment and i will not tell people do your thing because (laughs) you tend to lose focus right so three things not really so three three things listen three things for me right number one there needs to be a clear 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 objective right yeah, um absolutely about, about why why we're looking for a new product right so in this case listen guys times have shifted do we pivot some of our service offering do we pivot an entire business uh business model right but we need an objective number two what you need to do is to, de- to determine the bottlenecks right that are there to you doing that traditionally and what you see in the future we have competition a, a b c d or logistics ABCD is uh, actually making us struggle on XYZ and clearly identify what the bottlenecks are. And then you you create the rules around how you go through the the, the bottlenecks. It's not free reign, Mm -hmm. but then you know how when you're in a corporate setup, Mm -hmm. there's so much red tape that Mm -hmm. when there's innovation, some other company or a little startup can get the product off the ground before you even get to the CEO, before you get to the head of operations who then approves and then does this, this, this. So as a way of then removing all of that bureaucracy and red tape, yes, you're monitoring them. They're keeping their deadlines and everything. It's not like they're playing, but then it's an innovation team that has a bit of leeway to then say, okay, we are failing fast and going on, you know? I think so, the lean methodology works even for corporate. It really need, does. So, so here's what I need. I need, right? Uh, I need, when someone yeah. says lean methodology, I need someone to identify a lean methodology uh, from a Zimbabwean company. Or I need someone to say, then, I yeah. want you to make a hypothesis, right? Uh, or a lean methodology for an existing Zimbabwean company and identify yeah. it, identify it service offering or a potential service offering and walk me out through how a lean methodology would work with. 
it's very important. Would work with Zimbabwe. Yes. Okay, so we're going to do that on the next episode. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to get a bit of time to do my yes. research and then yes. come to you with, with all the information. Yes. But I think um, we delved into a lot of things regarding pivots. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe there's a young entrepreneur out there who wants to know when is the right time to make a pivot. I'm just going to say when you see that you're lagging behind, when you see that times have changed and your profits are the biggest indicator that it's time to pivot. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. When is the right time to pivot or diversify? Mm-hmm. Because in the Zimbabwe context, it's diversification. I think there's never a time where you actually say it's time. I think mm-hmm. companies should constantly be on their toes. I think companies should always be creative and be agile, right? Especially yeah. now, I'm, 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 so, I'm so alive during this COVID era because now is the time to jump through a million hoops um, or, you know, mm-hmm. any, any culture issues that need to be addressed, right? When, when, when people yeah. um, are trying to grapple with what the new... The new normal will look like. Right? And most importantly for me, whatever you do, you have to act. So essentially, the art of coming up with a new product or service or refining your product or service is largely hinged on your existing mission. You must be clear about your objective as a business. It allows you to go into certain spaces that you are. Companies constantly need to be creative and need to be agile and they need to be responsive. And I think that's where the pivot comes from. Um, although I like to think that's a diversification because the, the textbook definition, which is the buzzword of, of, of a pivot, which is audio going to Twitter, right? Or YouTube starting as a dating site to, uh, uh, to what it is now. We, we, such dramatic pivots, we really haven't seen them. Or they are there, but they're not really that, that loud. Okay, then uh, maybe the audience can also tell us when they think is the perfect time to pivot. So yeah, we're living it out there, guys. Share with us. You can find us by name on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, yeah, I guess. So let's just discuss. When do you think is the perfect time to pivot? And then next week, we're obviously going to talk about the lean methodology and a Zimbabwean example. Oh my goodness. This is going to give us three examples. It is important. (laughs) Please do much, I will give you an example. All right. Wait and see. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Okay, guys. Uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward to it too. But yeah, Uh, I don't know. Maybe I might fall sick. <laughs> but no, yeah. You might pivot um, talking about fashion, etc. You know. <laughs> no, I might pivot to social entrepreneurship. Oh my gosh, that yes. would be perfect. Okay. But um, yeah. <laughs> Next week, guys, lead methodology. I think people can actually help me. Uh, if you know any lead methodology principles, companies that have adopted that, or if you're running a company that has done that and you want to market yourself on starting up then yeah we can do that that would be cool uh maybe we'll have a guest who has done a lean methodology principle or model in the business that would be dope. In Zimbabwe. okay in guys zimbabwe. uh yes in zimbabwe oh my goodness costa you're so skeptical i'm going to find these examples i'm not you're skeptical going to be but i think it's important it's important for people for young people <laughs> to contextualize and they see, they see a bride and say, like, these guys are implementing lead setup methodology. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we really enjoyed talking to you. And we've missed you. It's been about two weeks. Zimbabwe is hectic. We're sorry. But yeah, 
Uh, till next time. Bye. Bye.